West Coast. We on the West Coast. We on the West Coast. This is Cleveland Farrell, but Hey, a lot of y'all might understand this, but uh, if you want to cut Van and recruits out there, if you want to come to a program where you got to worry about your coast, I ought to be in the locker room, dancing, come to Death Valley. What up? Streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. Man, it's your host, Addison, man. Welcome to another edition of From the Jump, man. This is live after the national championship game. Live after that, what we call that, e, ass whooping? What we call that, a beat down? What, 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 what we want to call that? That, that was, that was, that was, that was just, man, if you didn't watch this game tonight, Clemson just defeated Alabama 44-16. College football national championship game presented by AT&T, Orange Bowl, Clemson destroyed Alabama today, and, I, and I'm and I'm gonna just get right into it. I, I'm gonna just get right into it, and I, and I got a YouTube video later coming as well from the jump on YouTube. Definitely go tap in with us. Um, got news about Justin Fields coming up later on in the show. We'll get we'll get into NFL Wild Card. You know, we'll, I'll get into the madness that happened this weekend because my picks were off, but but there's a method to my madness, and, and I need y'all to take a listen. We'll talk about the Lakers. Shout out to my boy Zoe. And, and we'll get into a couple other things later, but we'll start off tonight's show. We'll start off today's show, rather, talking about the national championship game. And I'm, I'm gonna start off with 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 Clemson for one, and then I'll get into Alabama because Alabama was a shell of itself. Um, but but again, I'll get into Alabama here momentarily. But I want to start off with Clemson. I want to first give a, a, a double salute to Dabo Sweeney. Um, he had his troops ready to go tonight. He had his troops ready to go tonight. Um, and, and 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 the reason why I want to give a double salute to Dabo Sweeney is because Dabo Sweeney had to make a huge decision early on this season. He had Kelly Bryant in his in his in his house, and Kelly Bryant was a fairly good quarterback. Again, if you don't know, Kelly Bryant was a starting quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. Took over for the job um, after Deshaun Watson departed for the NFL. Of course, most notably Houston Texans quarterback. But Kelly Bryant then took over for Deshaun Watson. Of course, we most know that the last time we seen Kelly Bryant on the big stage was against Alabama, which, of course, they got shut out 24-6. Of course, Alabama then goes on to play Georgia for the national championship and then wins the national championship. Um, but the, the reason why Dabo Sweeney had to make that decision is because Kelly Bryant was good. But Trevor Lawrence, I think from the time he, he stepped in, and again, I wasn't a, a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I wasn't. I was on Kelly Bryant's side when this whole situation went down because, again, I'm one of those guys, the same situation happened in Alabama when when, when Nick Saban decided to go with Tua over Jalen Hurts. I'm one of those guys that at the end of the day, if this is your starting quarterback, if he's won the ACC championship, if he's won X amount of games, if he if he's had to ultimately wait his turn you know, in line after an NFL quarterback, if you will, then you 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 gotta you you gotta let the guy play, but but Dabo Sweeney had to make an executive decision and he had to go with Trevor Lawrence and I feel like from that moment on this offense has has went heights that I think we haven't seen before. Did y'all see the Louisville game this year where they they waxed Louisville seventy seven to sixteen? They put up fifty nine points in Tallahassee against Florida State this year. And shout out to my cousin B Nod. Shout out to my cousin because he called it. We were texting, uh, you know, back and forth, and he was saying, yo, cuz, I, I think Clemson going to give it to Alabama. And I was like, come on, man. You know Alabama not going to lose this game. I said, you know Alabama not going to lose this game. And he was like, nah, cuz, 
Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. I hadn't really seen Clemson play all year long, so last night was my introduction, and 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 I had a hell of an introduction to Trevor Lawrence yesterday. But it, like, I, but as I was saying about Davos Sweeney, but like I said, shout out to my cousin B Nod for the pick. Um, but 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 getting back to Dabo Sweeney, he had to make an executive decision, and he went with Trevor Lawrence, and it paid off because again. This was the moment that we all wanted to see. This was the moment that that we that that Dabo said at the end of the day. This is the reason why he bitched Kelly Bryant ultimately for Trevor Lawrence was for this Alabama team, and and, and Trevor Lawrence was sensational last night. Finished the yes last night's game. Of course, he was the MVP. Twenty for thirty two, three hundred and forty seven yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He threw for three hundred and forty seven yards against a Nick Saban defense, against Alabama defense, against SEC defense, and he had zero turnovers. But 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 I, I thought last night, and of, and of course, shout out to Justin Ross. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't see those catches last night, the catch radius, the one on the sideline. I mean, he was just torching this Alabama defense yesterday. Shout out to Justin Ross. Of course, shout out to Etienne. He he played a big dog game yesterday as well. Um, but this Clemson defense yesterday was huge. This Clemson defense yesterday was huge, and and I, and I, of course, we know the most notable suspension to to Dexter uh, Lawrence, and, you know, and a couple other Tigers, but Trevion Mullen came to play last night, and personally, I'm gonna just be honest with y'all. I thought two plays changes the entire game. I thought AJ Terrell's pick six in the beginning of the game changed the game because it gave Clemson all the momentum. This was a momentum type game. And at the end of the day, whoever grabbed momentum first was going to win this game. That's what I thought. That's what I told you. Eat what I say. I said whoever got momentum of this game early is going to win this game. And Clemson jumped out with the pick six, and I said, "Uh oh." I said, "Uh oh." Secondly, and, and and this will segue me into my Alabama point. Alabama looked slow last night. Alabama looked very slow last night. Like Clemson looked like they had speed. Alabama looked very slow. They looked very heavy. And they looked very sluggish last night. They looked very slow. They looked very heavy. They looked very sluggish. And that was a not a Nick Saban-like football game yesterday. And again, only time will tell. Eventually something will come out. But last night's game was uncharacteristic of Alabama across the board. Across the board. Alabama typically in a national championship game is going to pound you with the football. They're going to run the football. But what Alabama did last night is what typically teams do against Alabama, is Alabama got cute. Alabama got cute last night. Alabama went to the shotgun. Alabama was running all these different trick plays. I was like, what Alabama team is this? I've never seen this. And then you got Tua Tagovailoa, which, again, has been one of the best players in the country. But the, the knock on Tua is that he's feeling himself a little too much. Somebody told him that he was good way too early. So as a result, in a lot of his throws, as you can see, he's just too cool for school. He threw the interception, he threw the pick six early, and he kind of was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. No, man, this is the national championship. This is the Super Bowl. This is the biggest game of the season. We don't have time for that. And and and, and I thought the, the, uh, the other play that, that changed this game was the fake field goal. It was the fake field goal on fourth and six. Now, at this point in the game, it was 31-16. So, of course, you were down 15 points. Technically, you were down two touchdowns. And at this point, Clemson's defense was stopping you. And you had not shown me to this point that you could stop Clemson on offense. So, if I'm Nick Saban, I take my points there. Like I said, I'm down two touchdowns. That cuts it from 15, and now we're down 12. So, now if we get a defensive stop, now we score. 
Now the game's back in our favor. On fourth and six, and it was funny because the announcer called it. He says, looks like they're setting up for a fake here. So Clemson was prepared for the fake. Everybody that was watching that game last night saw that Clemson was prepared for the fake. And they ran it anyway. It wasn't like it was fourth and two. It wasn't like fourth and in the yard. It was fourth and six. A long six at that. And at the end of the day, Nick Saban never runs a fake field goal in that situation. That was the same thing we killed Kirby Smart about a couple weeks back against Alabama was for running the fake punt, ultimately with Justin Fields. He ran the fake punch, which, by the way, um, is transferring to Ohio State. But like I said, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, that was the same thing we killed Kirby Smart for, was running a fake punt in a crucial moment of the game, running a fake play in a crucial moment of the game. And what did Alabama do last night on cue? It got cute. And it ran a fake field goal, and you got no points. So what did what did what did Clemson do? Clemson then turned back around, and they scored. So uh, my thing is this, and again, Alabama, you can say what you want to. I think all year long, I think has been the best team in the country. Um, there were times where they got exposed a little bit. I, like I said, I thought Georgia. Um, I thought if they was to play again twice, I thought Georgia probably would beat them again twice. So I thought Oklahoma gave them a challenge as well. Uh, but I thought Clemson exposed them tonight. And I think Nick Saban's going to have to go back to the drawing board. Um, I also thought, too, why not play Jalen Hurts in that game last night? Tua was ineffective last night because Tua isn't the most athletic quarterback. I thought Jalen Hurts was a better athlete, and I thought Jalen Hurts for a game like last night's game against Clemson, I would have grinded Clemson out. See, Alabama wanted to go score for score with Clemson, but Alabama doesn't have the athletes that Clemson has. Yes, Jared Judy has a couple big plays in him. Mean, he's going to make that big, deep catch, but we've seen Amari Cooper do the same thing. And Julio Jones kind of did the same thing in an offense. Alabama runs a couple of plays. And again, last night, they wanted to show everybody in the country this new little offense, this new little wrinkle to attack. Of a, I, I get it. I get it. But that wasn't who Alabama was last night. I thought they should have gave the ball to Jacobs last night. Alabama in national championship games typically runs the football. And like I said, last night, that was uncharacteristic of an Alabama team. So shame on Nick Saban. Nick Saban gets the Jordan meme. Nick Saban gets the laugh of the day, the donkey of the day, whatever you want to call it of the day. That goes to Nick Saban because he did not have his Alabama team ready yesterday. Straight up. Coming up next on From the Jump, we'll talk NFL Wild Card Weekend. <sighs> yes, I know my picks was bad. But again, there was a method to my madness. And on today's edition of The Wrap-Up, we'll talk to NBA fan voting. And why is Luka Doncic and Derrick Rose leading? Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. You may not see it at first, but behind all the tradition at Augusta National, you'll find technology built to serve every fan. For every iconic hole, a highlight generated by AI. For every crucible at Amen Corner, security that helps protect data. For every ritual observed, a seamless viewing experience. For every tournament-defining moment, the IBM Cloud. The cloud for smarter business.
YouTube TV. Watch like a fan. Fresh off the advertisement break, man, live right now in the FTJ Studios. I'm, I'm still, I'm still in shock, E. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm still in shock that that Clemson just served Alabama like that. Now, you know, of course, going back to 2016, you know, they've been going back and forth. 2016, the national championship, Alabama defeated Clemson. Remember, and then 2017, Deshaun Watson on the goal line pass. They defeated Alabama 35-31. And then, of course, they beat them in the Sugar Bowl last year. And then, of course, last night, and then, of course, tonight, they just whooped their ass. I mean, it just, it it wasn't even close. Like, woof. Man, as I said earlier, man, Alabama took one to Clemson 44-16. As I said, Trevor Lawrence, MVP. Trayvon Muller, MVP. Nick Saban, whew. <laughs> That's a long flight back to Tuscaloosa, baby. But... NFL wild card this weekend. Cowboys defeated the Seahawks 24-22. Colts defeated the Texans 21-7. Chargers defeated the Ravens 23-17. And the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears lost a heartbreaker to the Philadelphia Eagles. 16-15 as Cody Parquet missed a field goal. The game-winning field goal. Now, I ain't gonna lie. My wild card picks was a little off. I I picked the Eagles to lose to the Bears. I picked the Ravens to beat the Chargers. I, 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 and I also picked the Texans to defeat the Colts. Now, now in the Texans and the Colts game, y'all can say what y'all want to about Andrew Luck and how brilliant he played. But outside of that first half, the Texans defense pretty much kept them bottled up in the second half. T.Y. Hilton made some big plays here and there, but uh, and Chester Rogers made some plays. In that second half, the, the Colts couldn't score. The Texans offense just couldn't score. You mean to tell me with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins? And Lamar Miller, that this offense couldn't find a way to score. Now the Ravens over the Chargers, but that was Lamar Jackson's first playoff game. That was Lamar Jackson's first playoff game in pretty much this entire season. The Ravens, first things first, the Ravens weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. <laughs> the Ravens weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs. It was supposed to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Somehow, someway, Joe Flacco ends up getting hurt. Lamar Jackson strings along a couple wins. The Ravens string along a couple wins. They and they end up in the playoffs. They end up winning the AFC North. You have to take. I had to tip my hat to the Baltimore Ravens and the Chargers at this point. The Chargers defense is for real. Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Derwin James. This defense is for real. And we can say what we want to the offense. They kicked a lot of field goals. And if you if you're the Ravens, you're looking at that game like defensively. I feel like we we did our job. It was just that offensively they just didn't make enough plays. Now the Eagles in the Bears game. I picked the Bears over the Eagles. And the Bears were basically supposed to win that game. They were supposed to win that game. And this is going to lead me into my point about the kickers. I hate the fact that games have to come down to the kickers, but they do. That's the part of the football game. That's a part of being on a team. You win as a team and you lose as a team. But when Cody Parquet got to come in there and he has to make that kick, people can say what they want to. Oh, that's an easy kick. How can you miss that? That is not an easy kick. It's cold outside. You haven't really been kicking all game. Because like I said, the score is 16 to 15. So you haven't really been in the game. And sure, you can kick in the net, but the net ain't the field goal. And oh, by the way, you're kicking in a pressure-like situation. Playoff implication on the line. It's a lot at stake here. That ain't just a chip shot kick. And when a lot of times the kickers come in that game, and when the coaches call that timeout before, that's the reason why they do it. That's the reason why coaches call timeouts before so that the kicker can can almost rethink the kick. Sure, you got a warm-up kick, 
But okay, now you got to re-kick. Now you got to basically get into your routine all over again. You already had the pressure of going up there and having to kick it. Now I just called the timeout, so now you got to do it twice. Now that first one he made. The first one he made. That second one hit the crossbar and bounced out. The Lakers last night, the Los Angeles Lakers get a much-needed win last night after that ugly loss Sunday at Minnesota, getting blown out 108-86. The Los Angeles Lakers went on the road last night and defeated the Dallas Mavericks 107-97. to The team high leader last night for the Los Angeles Lakers was Brandon Ingram. He finished last night's game with 29 points. Um, he was 12 for 21 from the field. Lonzo Ball also chipped in with last night as well, finishing last night's game with 21 points, 5 assists, and 7 rebounds. Also, Josh Hart also had a solid game as well, 14 points and 12 rebounds. Kyle Kuzma also finished yesterday's game with 13 points. He was 2 for 10 from the field. Not a good game last night for Kyle Kuzma, but Luka Doncic also played well last night, finished yesterday's game with 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. Other news around the NBA right now, the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired team president, also head coach, Thom Thibodeau. This does come to a surprise by a lot of the Minnesota Timberwolves players. Of course, Carl Anthony Towns said he did not see it coming. Of course, a lot of the players, um, of course, wanted Thom Thibodeau in there as a coach. Now, again, they were 19 and 21. This team isn't been good. This team hasn't really been good. Um, and so I just think the decision to fire Thom Thibodeau at this point was spot on time. Last year was their best season. Um, they went to the playoffs, and we saw towards the end of the season, that's when the whole chaos and the whole drama started to begin between Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carson Towns. And we just saw on full display that this just wasn't going to work. And, of course, him being the team president, him basically controlling all the decisions and also being the head coach, he just had too much power. And, again, the Minnesota Timberwolves were just dead in the Western Conference. You have Carson Towns. He was the number one pick a couple years back in the NBA draft. So, for his game to go from averaging 30 and, and, and 21, putting up Anthony Davis-like numbers every night to like 12 and 7, and he's weak and, and people trying his manhood, to me, that's just, that's Carl Anthony Towns going backwards. So I think, you know, getting a fresh face in there um, and, and, and also starting over, having an identity. Again, as I said before, Carl Anthony Towns was your centerpiece. Of course, Andrew Wiggins was a byproduct of the Kevin Love trade, but if you are not going to keep Andrew Wiggins going forward, move Andrew Wiggins or decide that you're gonna move in a different direction at that position. But I just think that Carl Anthony Towns has to be the centerpiece. Of course, he is the guy that makes everything go. You know, he can shoot the three ball, he can put his back to the basket, he can rebound, he can play defense. So I wanna see what the Minnesota Timberwolves do going forward now that Tom Thibodeau is no longer, you know, the president and also the head coach, cause he was kind of running the Chicago Bulls, bringing Derrick Rose back in. So that was kind of its own story, if you will. And again, I'm gonna get into Derrick Rose I'm going to get into Luka Doncic and, and all-star voting uh, on today's wrap-up. But, um, you know, of course, Taj Gibson and then also Jimmy Butler. So a lot of the, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves players felt like, you know, he was kind of showing loyalty to, you know, an old situation as opposed to, you know, what's current now. So, again, the Minnesota Timberwolves have fired president and also team coach Tom Thibodeau. Mentos Pure Fresh Gum. Taste a world of freshness that brings people together. Now on today's edition of the wrap-up, the NBA, which is now presented by Google, released its All-Star 2019 first returns for the NBA All-Star voting. Now, take a listen to some of these, these vote-getters. 
uh, for the West. Of course, the front court, you already know who's leading that, LeBron James, with over a million all-star votes already. But then after that, you got Luka Doncic at basically with 600,000. And then you got Kevin Durant. And then you got Anthony Davis and Paul George. This is just the front court. And, of course, you got the guard. Steph Curry was leading vote-getter on the West side. Um, but you had Derrick Rose, who was second. And I have a problem with Luka Doncic and Derrick Rose being top vote getters in the NBA All-Star. And the reason why I have an issue with it is because of the fact that those guys end up making it over guys that's supposed to make it. A guy like Paul George right now has been balling. But we live in a different era right now. We live in a different time where it's not necessarily about who's the best players in the West. It's all about the fans. And the fans at this point are deciding who gets to go to the All-Star game and who doesn't. Because there are going to be times and there's going to be guys who don't get looked at or, or are having good seasons, but it gets overlooked because Derrick Rose has a 51-point performance. But if you look at this All-Star voting, I mean, you got guys, you know, you know, Lonzo Ball, of course, shout out to my boy Triple B's. Um, you know, he's in there as well. You got Kyle Kuzma um, on the east side. You got Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, of course. This is his last year's top vote getter. Kimber Walker's been balling. Ben Simmons, eh. But that's a fan pick. Victor Oladipo's been playing great. I don't know about Kyle Lowry. Levine has been balling out. Uh, Bradley Beal, John Wall. I thought another guy that could be an honorable mention in there could be D'Angelo Russell. He's been playing good um, this season as well. Of course, Giannis on the west side. I'm sorry, Giannis on the east side, of course, is getting a lot of love. Kawhi Leonard is a top vote getter. But I just think when, when it comes down to it, I think the all-star game should just be, you know, the top guys from the east and then the top guys from the west. They're making it now front court, back court, point guard, all that. Just give me the top guys from the East, top guys from the West. Let them duke it out. The rest of the games, as far as the three-point shootout and the skills competition, add more games to the All-Star weekend. It shouldn't just be three-point shootout, dunk. Just add more games, add more excitement to that. But when it comes to the actual All-Star game, I want the best guys from the West versus the best guys from the East every single year. I don't want to see Luka Doncic in the All-Star game. I don't want to see Derrick Rose in the All-Star game. But I get it. We live in a different time now. But we talked about a lot today, man. We discussed a lot, as I said, man. Top off the show, man. Shout out to the Clemson Tigers for getting a huge win against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Again, Clemson did defeat Alabama tonight, 44-16 in a huge game. Trevor Lawrence with the MVP. Man, it's your boy, man. Follow me on all my social media at From the Jump. We out.